0: If you need a new roof or a repair, Easton Roofing will take care of you. Estimates are always free and suggestions are built on integrity. Visit EastonRoofing.com for more information. Get back to business faster with Easton Roofing. Easton Roofing, integrity matters for
1: live play-by-play coverage of the Road to Hartman Arena. On Wednesday, it's the men's KCAC Tournament Quarterfinals as number four Southwestern welcomes number five Bethany. Our coverage begins at 7 o'clock on Wichita's Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM.
0: According to a new national survey, most people prefer to stay in their homes as they age. In order to do so, and as their health care needs change, many will need at-home health care options to keep them healthy and keep them at home. Yet most adults age 50 and older have not considered the type of care they may need that would enable them to age at home. Now is the time to research the care you want while you're in good health. First, research the home care options available in your community. There may be government programs that can help, including PACE and Life state-based Medicare programs. Talk to your family about your wishes and where you'd like to receive care. Keep talking with your doctor about your health and consider the finances of long-term care and the assistance programs available. Keeping seniors at home is a win-win for patients, doctors, and health care facilities. Receiving care at home has proven ...to result in a better quality of life and better health outcomes. This survey and message are sponsored by Cross Country Workforce Solutions Group, the nation's leading provider of in-home clinical and non-clinical care for aging seniors.
2: Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like. An official offer to buy or trade your car. Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, KBB.com. Wichita's
0: new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton. This is SportsZenet. Christine Lisi. The next chapter for one of the most intriguing stories this NFL offseason is about to be written with the franchise tag window open. It involves a marquee name, Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. The Ravens could put the exclusive or non-exclusive tag on Jackson as the sides try to work out a long-term contract. Baltimore really, though, has only one option here, believes our Keyshawn Johnson. Best thing for them to
1: do, though, It's trying to figure out how to get a deal done, man. I understand you don't want to spend $230 million, whatever the case is, but get close enough. Get close enough to that guaranteed money. Put some incentives in there that's makeable, likely to be earned
0: and then we can go from there. He of Keyshawn, J. and Max. NBA Nets coach Jacques Vaughn has agreed to a multi-year extension. The deal is expected to keep him under contract through the 2026-2027 season, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Bulls point guard Lonzo Ball dealing with a persistent knee injury has been ruled out for the remainder of the season. NHL Avalanche star defenseman Cale McCarr back in concussion protocol. He's expected to miss at least the next two games. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. They're close, convenient, and have the parts you need fast, along with excellent customer service from professional parts people you can trust. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. You're listening to The Pulse with Pat Strothman on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Small town, big dreams,
3: and
0: a young boy the age of 15. Had a premonition his city would get sane. Now I'm Get shame in the city of oh. the home of our What's America's
1: up, back? Wichita? Good Tuesday afternoon to you all. Hope you're having a terrific day. Hope the week is off to a solid start. Welcome into The Pulse on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, you can also find us in a couple different ways. In addition to 92.3 on the radio dial, you can stream us online at espnwichita.com. We also have a podcast page on there. In addition to a list of live link, you can also stream us on the TuneIn app on your smartphone, and you can also tune us in via your smart speaker. Tell your smart speaker to tune into ESPN Wichita. 92.3 FM. If that doesn't work, you can always tell your smart speaker to tune into KKGQ. Those are the call letters. I'm Pat Stroffman, Producing is Jack Johnson. After filling in for Shane on The Shane Dennis Show, you can give us a call at 316-669-4996. 316-669-4996. If you don't want to call, hit us up on the text line. That's always an option, 316-247-0923. Kansas gets the win at TCU. K-State hosting Baylor tonight. Franchise Tag Day. Whatever you want to get into, uh, hit us up, 316-247-0923. Twitter, ESPN Wichita, Pat Strothman, Johnny J underscore 15. And you can also message us on Facebook, ESPN Wichita 92.3. Your lineup card for today. We have two regulars on the show once again. Coming up at 225, Matt Derrick of ChiefsDigest.com. How is Matt doing here in the offseason? It's early, but how is he doing? It's going to be more of an offseason checklist for the Kansas City Chiefs with Matt. That's going to be our conversation coming up in 20 minutes or so. 302 Tuesday with Taylor Eldridge with the Wichita Eagle, brought to you by You Build It. Taylor Eldridge and I conversed earlier today at the Isaac Brown Press Conference. Wichita State Men's Basketball gearing up for Memphis coming up on Thursday. Last Thursday, a win at Temple. So we'll talk to Taylor Eldridge coming up. At 3.02. At 2.45, we might have some MJ Melendez audio for you. I know Jack did have a chance to get to it during the Shane Dennis show, so he might sneak it in at 2.45. If not, we'll talk about obliques because, of course, if you're a Kansas City Royal, I guess obliques, you better look out. I don't know. We'll get into that at 2.45. 3.25, happy tag day. Kansas City Chiefs, they have the ability to use the franchise tag on someone. Will they do it? Will they not do it? Is it the right move? And we'll also talk about the other guys that very well could be tagged in the National Football League. That's coming up at 3:25, 3:45. We'll finish off the show a Take Two uh, Tuesday with Jack Johnson. That is our lineup for today. It's February 21st, 2023. Hope you're having a terrific afternoon. Thank you so much for making us a part of your afternoon schedule. Well, Kansas, the Jayhawks victorious at TCU last night. It was far from pretty. But the final score, as long as Kansas has more points than TCU, that is the only thing that matters. Kansas, 63, number 24, TCU, 58. KU now finds itself in first place in the Big 12 Conference. Grady Dick scored 19 points. Kevin McCullough added 15 points. A nice revenge game for KU. As Kansas lost to the TCU Horn Frogs in Allen Fieldhouse, 83-60. Kansas, all of a sudden, has won five consecutive conference games. Far from pretty, but Kansas got the job done. What did we learn from last night's game? Well, a couple things. Jack, you remember when we were talking about how KU has this one guy that everyone gets frustrated by, and that guy would be Kevin McCuller? To me, I don't get nearly as frustrated with Dewan Harris. I don't know why. I just don't. Maybe I should. But Dewan Harris, I just go, eh, he is what he is. That's the type of player he's always going to be. For Kevin McCuller, I had these high hopes this year. After watching him at Texas Tech, I'm thinking to myself, all right, he was at Tech down in Lubbock for years. I expected his offense to go up to another level while playing for Kansas. I don't know why I thought that, but I thought, hey, he's the ultimate Bill Self guard slash wing. He is the ultimate guy for Bill Self. If he could mold a, a guy into his perfect player, Kevin McCuller, I felt like was that guy. And then watching him throughout the season, just getting frustrated because You watch the shots, and you're like, gosh, it's not not a pretty jumper. It's not consistent. Why is this guy taking threes? Why is he doing this? He had some turnovers that would cause me to throw stuff at my TV. Okay, I don't. I don't throw stuff at my TV. I just never do. And if you do, RIP to the amount of money that you have to spend on replacing those TVs. I just never do. I never get that worked up over it. But I do get a little bit ticked off when I'm watching Kevin McCuller lose the ball. And there are times where I'm like, man, this defense, not, not all that great. Talked about this team before and the guys that are really important. Dewan Harris is one that always gets a lot of attention. Kevin McCuller has been KU's MVP during this five game winning streak. Kevin McCuller has taking a, a nice step forward for KU. In addition to what he's doing defensively, He's been able to pull down rebounds, and he's been able to find guys. He's been able to do these great passes as of late. I don't know what all of a sudden has flipped for him other than, hey, it's almost March. Maybe it's time to start playing your best basketball down the stretch. Bill Self finds ways to get guys to buy in and to turn them around going into the most important part of the season. Kevin McCuller has been... As much as you want to talk about Jalen Wilson, as much as I love Grady Dick, as much as I think that KJ Adams and Dewan Harris are both very important, Kevin McCuller has been this unsung hero for Kansas. And I'm sure in the next three games, maybe there'll be moments where I get frustrated with him again. But I got to say, the guy has earned my respect. Guy was hobbled going into the game against Baylor. Played well against the Bears. Last night, I was really concerned about him on short rest, quick turnaround against TCU. On the road, I didn't think. I knew he would play, but I didn't think that he would be effective. He was more than that. He played extremely well against TCU. 15 points, seven boards, 6 of 13 from the field three assists, not one turnover, got one steal, had two block shots, including locking up TCU down the stretch. Yes, please. I'll take that Kevin McCuller. That's the Kevin McCuller that I want on my team. He's been stellar these last so many games for Kansas. As much as everyone wants to zone in on DeWan Harris, zone in on KJ Adams, Kevin McCuller has been excellent, and I'll give him his roses. I'll give him his props, because I think you should. Kevin McCullough played great, and Grady Dick. It's nice to see him turn things on down the stretch here. 3 of 10 from beyond the arc, still not particularly great from beyond the arc, but 19 points. He started the game off hot. Great to see that from Wichita's zone, Grady Dick. The one thing I think I learned that's the most important thing, Jack, and we talked about it yesterday, I think you're the one that brought it up that you had already been sold that if Kansas doesn't have a a good shooting day, then you know this team can still win. I think you're the one that brought that up. And I wasn't so sure because I think there have been times to where I'm like, well, they still shot well from two-point range. There have been a few games that they've won, quote, ugly, but – Last night was completely different. TCU uh, demolished these Kansas Jayhawks in Lawrence by 23 the first go around. They have Mike Miles back. I said if TCU made 3-point shots, this TCU team is going to be really difficult difficult to guard. They were 5 of 18 from beyond the arc yesterday. TCU overall was 30% from the field. KU was 39% from the floor. 11 turnovers for Kansas, just 7 for TCU. But here's the thing. Can Kansas win an, an ugly type of, of games? Because this was really the ugliest game for, for Kansas. But this is the game that I also think that Bill Self loves the most. This is the win that if you... Ask him, let's say they go on and win a national championship this year, which there's a long ways to go. But let's say Kansas does go on to win the national championship. I'm sure Bill would probably bring up, yeah, of course, the national championship game was great. Or he might bring up another game during the NCAA tournament. But if you asked him, what was the win that really defined the season? That game last night would be it. That's the type of game that he actually loves. As much as us as fans would like to see high scoring, seeing this offense click, no defense, as much as we want to see that, Bill Self would rather see this type of performance. What I learned last night is that Kansas, even if the Jayhawks aren't shooting the ball very well, they still have Bill Self and they still have a defense that can lock up the other team. And to give you some, uh, some, uh, some examples here, here's the thing. You have Mike Miles and Damian Baugh. Mike Miles goes 4 of 14 from the field. You have Damian Baugh that goes 4 of 16 from the floor. And our guy, C.J. Moore from The Athletic, he pointed out, look at those two lines. That's the worst shooting game Mike Miles has had all year. Damian Ball went 4 of 16. That's one of the worst shooting performances for him. The two guys that were guarding those dudes, DeWan Harris and Kevin McCuller. C.J. Moore at the very end said DeWan Harris and Kevin McCuller can defend a little. Yeah, just to say the least. They can guard a little bit. Micah Peavy went 2 of 7. Emmanuel Miller was 2 of 9. Kansas Brides, A game, defensively. And we're learning that this Kansas team, and we saw it against Texas, this Kansas team doesn't need Jalen Wilson to go off for 25 a night. Bill Self is the first to say that. But you see it against Texas, and and you're like, okay, he was held to just, you know, four points, two points, wherever it was. Two points and one of seven shooting with no free throws. I think that was the official line against Texas. Now he did have to deal with foul trouble. Jalen Wilson, you thought that game, well, maybe it was an outlier. Maybe it's not going to happen ever again because Jalen Wilson is just that darn good. Jalen Wilson scored seven last night. He pulled down 13 rebounds. He was three of 11 from the floor. I don't think he was all that great defensively. And Kansas still found a way to win with him doing that. Now, in addition to Kevin McCuller being an unsung hero over this five-game winning streak for Kansas in conference play, I mentioned that this guy would provide something that Kansas didn't have in the first go-around against TCU. Ernest Uday Jr. He was three for three last night. Three for three. I know that doesn't seem like a lot. But six points, he only grabbed one rebound. Guy ended up with three steals and a block shot in 14 minutes and 19 seconds. Eddie Lampkin, who did affect Kansas in the first score round, Eddie Lampkin was just one of three from the field. He did pull down eight rebounds, but he was a non-factor on the offensive end. We mentioned how this team had the defensive ability to lock down opposing offenses. There's no doubt we saw that on display last night. And this Kansas team, I know Jack and I were talking, and and Jack's thinking number one overall seed and a legit chance at repeating for a national championship. I'm not going to sit here and predict that they are going to go on and repeat as a national champion. But the one thing that we are seeing is this team, okay, Now they're back to playing the way that we think that they could play. And with three games to go in the regular season, that's what you want to see if you're a Bill Self. And with the win last night, with the next three games coming up, really the toughest game that they have left is Texas down in Austin. You don't really expect them to drop any of the next two. You expect them to win those games. Therefore, they have a share of the Big 12 championship. That win last night almost feels like they have at least a share of the Big 12 title because Texas still has some tough games coming up. We're talking about Texas and Baylor last night, Jack and I. So Kansas winning on Big Monday. What we learned is what we learned is the fact that this Kansas team has a pretty darn good coach and Bill Self who can get this team to lock in when it matters most. We learned that this team can actually win in an ugly game. And I didn't know if that team really existed. I don't know if they had that. And here they are now showing it off by getting the win last night against TCU. DeWan Harris, by the way, 26 assists, two turnovers, last three games. Just wanted to throw in that stat because that's a another stat line that might get overlooked with how well he has played for Kansas. All right, Jack, I'm sure you spent a good 25 minutes on Kansas Talk during the Shane Dennis Show. What do you make of KU?
3: I think it was just going back to the point of being able to win ugly and against a TCU team that had just hung 100 on Oklahoma State to hold them under 60 points. I mean, that's wildly impressive, and I don't think TCU scored a field goal in the final 430 of that game. Those are the differences sometimes. And, no, I didn't think free throw shooting was particularly good on either side, but there were a couple times in the final minute or two that KU had a chance to go to the free throw line and didn't cash in. They missed a couple of big ones. Kevin McCuller, who's usually been nails, missed a couple of big ones. Jalen Wilson missed a free throw uh, to put the game on ice. But when it came down to it, it was their half-court defense. Uh, DeWan Harris really shutting down Mike Miles. Kevin McCuller shutting down Miles and Damian Ball. I mean, those are the championship type of plays, and it's why, Pat, that we sit here with three games left to go in the regular season, that Kansas is alone in first place and now they get to come back home against two of the lesser teams in your conference never want to say it's a gimme game or a cakewalk game because the big 12 is that difficult but sometimes it's about how your coach has built the team how they are structured to win game what's the foundation like and they went on a three-game losing streak earlier in the season I think for some teams it can cripple you you never respond well to that you you have a complete free fall and I think Bill Self after all three of those losses kind of just strolled into the press conference room and said, hey, why is it so doom and gloom in here? We're fine. We're going to be fine. And I think it's because he's been there before. He knows how to win these games because also when you have that much success, look at the teams chasing you. When has there ever been a year that a team like Texas, Baylor, Iowa State, Kansas State, Texas Tech, that when they were being chased, when they were the top team, they just continued to thrive and win those big games on the road? The reality is... Kansas has been that team every single year under Bill Self with the exception of maybe, what, one or two? The COVID year and the year that Quinton Grimes and Devon Dotson were freshmen, the Lawson twins, were here. Other than that, Kansas could be 5-3 and three in conference play. They could be 7-4, and four, and you're going, all right, this is the year they don't win it. And then they go in stretches like this where you have to go on the road to Stillwater, on the road to Fort Worth. You have to beat Texas and Kansas State at home and and not have any of those slip-ups where the rest of the Big 12, they almost always do. I mean, hell, Texas lost to Texas Tech and then nearly lost to Oklahoma at home at the buzzer. So those are the type of teams that are chasing you. not saying they're bad, but sometimes that consistency, it gives you more confidence because you know when everybody's looking at you, praying for your downfall, praying for your loss. You're going to win those games. You just feel confident you can win those games where tonight when you have teams like I believe it's Baylor on the road at Kansas State, they probably feel the heat because they just blew a 17-point lead in Lawrence against Kansas, and now they feel like it's a must-win to beat Kansas State to keep pace in the Big 12 standings. But as for Kansas, wildly impressive in these last five games or so. Ever since they lost to Iowa State, I think they've been pretty flawless, and They're getting hot at the right time. You always want to be hot at the tail end of February going into the conference tournament, then, of course, the NCAA tournament. So right now, I'm not sure Kansas could be much hotter, and we'll see if they can continue that trend over the final three games.
1: Yeah, and Texas, in case you're wondering about the Longhorns, they are in action tonight hosting Iowa State. I would imagine Texas would have no issues with the Cyclones. I almost wonder... Let me pull up see what the actual line is for that game because, of course, yesterday Kansas was a, what, point-and-a-half underdog at TCU. I thought that was interesting considering how well Kansas has been playing over the last so many weeks. Let me pull up Texas real quick to see what that line is about. I know K-State, we'll get to that here shortly. Texas is favored by seven and a half. in case you're wondering. Meanwhile, Baylor is favored by a point-and-a-half against Kansas State. You can say you're going to talk about the depth of the Big 12 once again. We're going to say that pretty much for the remainder of the college basketball season, but it's true. The Big 12 is rather solid. But Texas and Iowa State tonight, I wouldn't be surprised if if Texas gets a little bit of a challenge when it comes to that because now the pressure is starting to to ramp up a little bit here for these guys like Texas and Baylor. Those two teams are squaring off with each other coming up on Saturday. Just goes to show you... uh, Kansas getting that win last night. That was really the only game I was really worried about for Kansas in the next so many weeks. After taking down Baylor, I'm thinking TCU's the only game where I can really see a potential slip-up. Yeah, I know they take on Texas on the road, but that game might not come down to anything because of what Kansas was able to do against TCU last night. Jayhawks get the win at TCU down in Fort Worth, 63-58. Far from pretty. But I don't know too many coaches, I don't know too many coaches that say, look, by golly, I hate winning ugly. Because <laughs> I think a coach doesn't matter, It doesn't care. <laughs> the coach is going to say, winning ugly, give me all the ugly wins in the world. At the end of the day, you'll take the W. All right, later on in hour number one, we'll talk a little bit about the Kansas City Royals and their obliques because of course but up next an off-season checklist we'll go through it with matt derrick of chiefs that's straight ahead here on the pulse on espn wichita
0: this is the pulse on wichita's new sports leader espn wichita 92.3 fm since 1933 envision has been a part of the wichita community serving people who are blind or
2: visually impaired and their families from employment opportunities to child development, rehabilitation, research, and crucial programs for all ages. This year, we celebrate our 90th birthday. We invite you to join our year-long celebration of 90 years of Envisioning the Possibilities. Visit EnvisionUs.com to wish us a happy birthday and join us in continuing the mission. 100% of your
0: gift directly impacts Envision's programs and services. Thank you, Wichita. Dell's semi-annual sale is the perfect opportunity for a significant business upgrade. Save up to 45% on Dell computers with Windows 11 Pro and get an easy start to your workday. Plus, enjoy special pricing on Dell Docs, monitors, servers, and more. All with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Speak to a Dell Technologies advisor today to find the right tech for your business with fast, free shipping. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Are you in trouble with the IRS? Detaxify is the trusted tax relief solution that has an A plus rating with the BBB, five star rating from Google, and specializes in the IRS Fresh Start Program.
2: If you have years of unfiled back tax returns or owe more than ten thousand dollars to the IRS or state, the government has the power to garnish your wages, freeze your bank account, and in some cases, they can now revoke your passport. This is John Zandy, President of Detaxify. Detaxify specializes in the Fresh Start Program, where we help struggling taxpayers get out of collections or settle their tax debt. If you're being or dealing with threatening letters from the government, you may need professional tax relief representation. My team at Detaxify can stop the tax collectors and stop the threatening letters from the IRS or state. Call me now for a free consultation.
0: Call now, 800-601-7780. That's 800-601-7780. d offers a 100% customer satisfaction guarantee. Call now, 800-601-7780. 800-601-7780 dq presents how to experience the new dq reese's take five blizzard with your five senses first open your eyes and see it all reese's peanut butter cups caramel peanuts pretzels (gasps) it's beautiful then feel it oh it's cold next listen to it now smell it with your nose (laughs) oh sweet top notes and finally taste it experience the new reese's take five blizzard today DQ, happy tastes good. Get it delivered at DQ.com. Delivery subject to availability, additional fees, and minimum order requirements. Hey, siren Petro here. The Royals are reporting for spring training, and we have you covered right here on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM.
1: Is it now basically just in the
0: ownership group's court to put the plan together, get with the politicians? Yeah, and- we're having meetings with the politicians, with political leaders. We're not hiding anything. It's really about, uh, it's just good business, you know, not trying to... Must start a land rush somewhere. Follow the Royals on your home for Major League Baseball, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM.
1: Did you choose a song for a guest, or is this just a random pick? You take it for what you will. Well, we'll ask if life is a highway. <laughs> to our guest, right now on the line, Matt Derek of ChiefsDigest.com. Matt, glad to have you back on the show. Is life a highway?
2: Uh, most of the time for me, I think it is a highway. I, that, that's how I get. That's how I roll, man. Life of the highway. That's
1: how you roll. That's how you rolls. That's how you rolls. Also, I, I can't help. Is it bad that whenever I see a commercial or a trailer to Cocaine Bear, I can't help but think of you? That's a problem, isn't it? <laughs>
2: Well, I guess I, I, I guess the, if I if I am known for the the, the bears of Katmai National Park, I guess that's okay. I'm more concerned <laughs> about the, the cocaine connection myself. But
1: <laughs> every time I see one, I go, "Hey, I wonder if Matt Derrick likes that movie." I don't know why, man. <laughs> that's just the way was, my brain was, works sometimes. I was, I was, a,
2: a, a certain curiosity to the movie. <laughs>
1: Matt Derrick might be might be might be going there to opening night. Is there a midnight screening? That's what he's trying to figure out. There's a midnight screening to Cocaine Bear, which Hollywood. What is going on, my man? <laughs> like what? What's the between, problem here?
2: Between that and, and and Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I mean, come on. I mean, things are really messed up.
1: Yeah, it's strange. Very very strange. Well, hey, the off season's officially here. I guess for the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, technically. We still got a little ways to go, but today is tag day, so tag season officially open. Before I get to that, did you have a chance to go to the parade? Did you cover any of it? Did you get a chance to interview the porta potty for Patrick Mahomes? Uh, how was how was parade day?
2: <laughs> I covered it from the the safety and comfort of my home office, which is the only way to cover the parade. Because you get to see everything, you get you know uh, get to get to catch it all without you know having to be out in the cold and and having to endure all of the you know the 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 the, the, uh, the things that you might see on the parade from a distance.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, the porta potty thing! I still just chuckle. The fact that there were people taking pictures with that porta potty—that's just.
2: I'm, I'm surprised that Jalen Watson in a wheelchair didn't didn't stand out to you more. Yeah. Yeah, what's up with that? Anyways, and He had a skeleton. I mean, there was there was all sorts of questions about that parade.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I was just talking to Jack during the break. I'm like, are people really talking about Clyde Edwards lair missing the the parade and being all up in arms yeah, about that?
2: Like, got a previous commitment. <laughs> what what are you going to do, man? I mean, you know,
1: <laughs> it's crazy. the The people are are weird. That's <laughs> just all there is to it. People people are strange. Well, let's start with this. McCall Hardman core muscle surgery. And it's officially been completed. Does Kansas City bring back McCall Hardman for next year?
2: I mean, I think a lot of it's going to be up to McCall and what he wants and what he can get. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, for a contract year, this went about as badly as it possibly could for McCall. Um, he, I mean, when he was on, when he was healthy and he was on the field, he had a great season. I mean, and there was a really good stretch that he had there just before the injury. Um, but, you know, no, this, you can't. I mean, having a, ending your season with an injury and missing basically 10 games including the postseason, yeah, that's that's just a tough break. So it's really going to be what's on the open market for McColl. I mean, this was his opportunity to hit free agency and see what's out there. And situations like this don't usually go well for the players. So, I mean, if, if McColl ends up going somewhere on a one-year deal next year, you know, is he better off finding a new team in a new situation, or is Kansas City an option? Um, we've seen some players before. I mean, DeMarcus Robinson came back. You know, there have been some others. I mean, Sammy Watkins, I think, stuck around a year longer than a lot of people expected. Um, it it could happen. So I think it's going to just depend on how things unfold, when he's going to be healthy, um, when teams are looking. I mean, if if he is his recovery period for an injury like that, yeah, I mean, it's typically probably going to be six to eight weeks before he would be back on a field, yeah, he'd be ready for OTAs, but by that point have teams already found their options and what's available. So I think this actually just changes the equation a bit. I mean, I think the Chiefs would would welcome back McColl in the right situation, but we'll see how, how the market unfolds for him.
1: What would be a good contract for Kansas City and Juju Smith-Schuster? And don't say like free. That's not what I'm getting at. I'm more so, is it a one-year, twelve million dollar contract? What's a what's a legit contract that actually would bring back Juju Smith-Schuster for next year?
2: You know, you probably take a look at, at Marquez valdez gantleys contract and maybe just bump up the money a little bit. Probably kind of, you know, maybe the ballpark. I mean, um, Marquez, I'm trying to remember. I think was it coming up to about thirty-six. For three years, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and the money was spread out kind of oddly. I mean, it was it was that that contract is built that you know it could be a one year, two year, or a three year deal, um, but probably a, a, a little bit more money into it than that. I mean, that would be that would be a twelve million dollar deal. I I think that if you could get Juju for you know fourteen to sixteen would be ideal, um, and it's possible that because of the injury history and even injuries this year. Maybe maybe it will be closer to what Marquez's contract is. Um, we know there were a lot of teams that were not interested last time around because they are concerned about those needs. If that's the case, uh, I mean, it could keep his price down a little bit, and I think that Juju has certainly expressed an interest in saying, uh, seemed really comfortable. Obviously, he knows the value of, of being with a quarterback that you have a relationship with. Um, he, he's kind of in a unique position in his career, so I could see him going a lot of different directions, but uh, that, to me, I mean, if, if the Chiefs were able to get anywhere close to 12 for Juju for multiple years, I'd do it. Uh, 14 to 16, I think I'd still do it. 18 to 20 is probably when we got to have a serious conversation with everybody.
1: Matt Derrick of ChiefsDigest.com here on The Pulse on and Wichita 92.3 FM. Let's say it's not Juju and let's say it's not McCall Hardman. Who are some other wide receiver options for the Kansas City Chiefs?
2: Oh, man, you're really taxing me here. I mean, I, I'm, I'm yeah, starting to Yeah, you're welcome. We're just focusing just on one possession group. group. <laughs> man, I'm just starting to die as free agent. Yeah,
1: <laughs> okay, well, maybe I, maybe I can help. I just saw, I just saw Michael Thomas' name get thrown out there. I saw Odo no, no, Beckham Jr.'s name being thrown out there. I couldn't I'm help but sure sure notice that Byron Pringle is, I think, a free agent, which, you know, I don't know if he would go back to Kansas City, but I I saw that, and I'm thinking, all right, well, I know the free agent list isn't great, but...
2: Yeah, let's put it that way. I mean, you're going to see pretty much every free agent receiver connected with the Chiefs because of three reasons. One, either every... I mean, Chiefs fans always assume every receiver wants to come here. Um, (laughs) Two, uh, the Chiefs, for some reason, seem to be interested in every single free agent that's out there. And three, it's it's just fun. I mean, you know... I mean, come on, everybody loves speculating about the Chiefs and receivers. And they do need them. So, I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, everybody that's out there, there can be connected to the Chiefs. And the Chiefs, and honestly, probably only will have a, a, a strong interest in maybe one out of every three. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, some of the names that are out there, I mean, Mike Thomas, no, I would, I would pass on that. I mean, there's just, there's just too many red flags right now as far as the injury history goes and everything. And I don't think you need to go down that road. Um, but they'll be interested but once again, I mean it comes down to cost. And is is receiver a position that you can afford to throw a ton of money at? If you find juju, there's there's no there's no other big name free agent thing coming through that door at receiver.
1: Okay. Well let's look at the left tackle spot then. Orlando Brown Junior, the franchise tag last year was what, sixteen point six. This year it's gonna be bumped up to eighteen point nine or so. I have it in my notes. I have to go look at it because we'll talk about it in our number two because we're going to look at other franchise tags up there in the National Football League. Do the Chiefs tag Orlando Brown Jr. again or do the Chiefs actually find a way to work out a long-term contract? Do they bite the bullet with Orlando Brown?
2: Well, they've got until March 7th to make the the franchise tag decision. and I mean, I can't see a scenario where he does not get tagged uh, unless the, the Chiefs and Orlando Brown can either come to One of two arrangements. One is that they actually get a deal done in the next eight days, which I I don't think is going to happen. Or, you know, they come to an agreement that, hey, they'll continue to talk and meet, but they won't use the tag for a second time. That's that's less likely. But, I mean, it's happened in some negotiations when the team wants to generate some some goodwill and a player really doesn't want to play under the tag a second time um but i i mean the tag just buys time it keeps all options on the table if you want to trade orlando that option's there if you want to extend him that option's there if you want him to play into the tag that option is there and the chiefs i mean when they made this deal i mean an option of theirs that they game planned out was the possibility of him playing under back-to-back tags so they're prepared for that it's not their ideal solution it's not plan a um, but I, I see no reason why this is going to be a whole lot different from last year. I mean, I think this is going to be an extended negotiation between these two sides.
1: With the first pick in the NFL draft for the Chiefs, what position group do you think they would target?
2: That's a really good question because you get the number 31, and, you know, what's going to be the, the options there? I mean, it's going to depend on just how things unfold. But. My, my sleeper right now for it is, is receiver, since we're talking about the subject of it. Um, I think that's just a position that there's going to be some depth there. and The Chiefs need a receiver. I mean, you don't want to make a reach there. But I, they need some speed. They really need, you know, a, 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 an impact player. Not that I don't like what they have coming back, and you know, but they don't have a lot on the books right now. They've really only got three guys you know, that, that saw significant time this year that's under contract right now. So you know, there's more work to be done, but I, I mean, they could literally go anywhere because there is not a huge need. Uh, the Chiefs are going to be able to go in this draft with pretty much being able to, to draft best available player at almost any spot. But I think they're coming out of this draft with a receiver for sure. There's other positions, edge. I would certainly look at defensive line overall. I, I would look at tackle. I, tackle absolutely is, is always something you want to look at, but. You know, hey, if you're drafting a first round tackle, yeah, I mean, if he, at, at 31, I mean, honestly, if you're drafting a first round tackle, to me, for a Super Bowl team, it's probably right tackle because I don't know if you're really if you're getting Orlando Brown's replacement even at 31 in the first round.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think I, I definitely agree with that. But I'm thinking Andrew Wiley because isn't Andrew Wiley technically a free agent? So you start to address agent? that, don't
2: you? Yeah, exactly. And, and and Wiley, I mean, at the point he is at in his career. I mean, security and long-term is his biggest priority. So I, I know he's looking for a long-term deal, and if that's the case, I mean, Chiefs only have so many luxuries. That might be a luxury they can't afford.
1: Matt Derrick of ChiefsDigest.com here on The Pulse. Okay, what is the deal with everyone saying that Brett Feech might be crazy enough to trade away Chris Jones?
2: I don't think it would be crazy at all. Uh, I mean, you got to consider, you know, where Chris is at and what's going to happen. He's got one year left on his contract, which is a very similar situation to where he was at, or well, where the Chiefs were at last year with Tyreek in this exact spot. And remember a year ago, we were saying, oh, well, all signs indicate Chiefs and, and, and Tyreek are probably going to get an extension worked out. There hasn't been a lot of talk about, you know, Chris and an extension, um, partly because, I mean, you know, I think the, the conventional wisdom has been he's not playing under that final year. It's, uh, I think the cap hits about $28 million. He's owed about 19-plus in cash this year. Um, that's a lot, but honestly, for what you got out of Chris Jones' past year, I would pay it. I have no problems playing that that last year of the contract. But Chris is also approaching 30. The last thing he probably wants to do and his agents want to do is play out this year of this contract. So, I mean, if this turns into a, another game of chicken and the, and the Chiefs are forced to choose between a long-term deal for Chris Jones or trading him, I mean, As much as I would hate to see it, because I think, you know, Chris Chris is on the brink of, you know, becoming in the Hall of Fame conversation with two rings Mm -hmm. and a couple Mm -hmm. of all pro performances. I mean, he's he's there and you'd hate to see that leave the organization, but at the same time when you're trying to build a a long term dynasty, paying guys over thirty is usually the last thing you're supposed to do. What could the Chiefs get
1: for Clyde edwards Eulaire since you know he decided to skip the you know parade and all? So I guess that means that he's not happy, so Brad Beach should trade him, right? So what could the Chiefs get out of him?
2: I, I sense a, I sense a little sarcasm there. I mean, <laughs> I'm sensing a little bit. I mean Good, because I'm laying it on thick. <laughs> that's, to quote Tommy Boy. <laughs> yeah, I mean let's let's take the name apart away from it and, and just look at what you got. Um, you've got a uh, number three running back um, that's coming off an, an injury you know, season and has had two injury seasons from previous to that and has, what, 1,000 yard season? Um, what's that worth without the name attached to it? Um, not much. I mean, if the. If, and, and there's only one year of, of control left. So, I mean, it, I don't know if there's so much trade value. If, if I'm the Chiefs and, and Clyde is not part of my plan. And I'm offered a sixth or a seventh, I probably take it uh, because if, if he's not part of your plan, there's really not any reason not to move on at this point.
1: Have you heard what Lashawn McCoy had to say about Eric Bieniemy?
2: Uh, Lashawn McCoy has a has a lot of thoughts, doesn't he? <laughs> I
1: I chuckled when I saw that Tyree kill. He said that he's mad at Eric Bieniemy because Lashawn McCoy was told to tuck the ball. And I chuckled. I can help but just go. That sounds about right. But really, though, I, I I'm still we're still sitting here to this day, and everyone's trying to figure out, well, oh, why hasn't he become a head coach? So on and so forth. It's like LeSean McCoy. I think is the only dude to go out there and talk badly about E.B. while everyone else is backing him up. Am I correct saying that?
2: You're not wrong. I mean, it's hard to find anybody who criticizes or has anything bad to say about Eric Bintami as a coach. And probably the the one or the you know, maybe a couple of guys that fit into that category are honestly guys that you know E B was the one that had to tell him their career was over. Um, it's 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 kind of funny to me that that Lashawn is so upset with E B, but doesn't really have any problems with Andy Reid when Andy Reid pretty much just came out and said you know, hey Lashawn's a great player, but. You know, doesn't really have it anymore. I mean, he didn't say those kind of words, but between the lines that was there. I mean, I, and that's what happens. I mean, hey, you're an offensive coordinator and your, your coach has a relationship with the guy. Sometimes you've got to be the bad guy. So I think there was definitely some good pot cop, bad cop there where, hey, you know, Andy didn't want to ruin his relationship with LaShawn and, 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 hey, and EB didn't want to do that either. So EB had to be the one to sell LaShawn the, the tough, the hard, the hard work. I mean, the hard, the tough, the tough love. And obviously, Sean didn't like that. Um, there's probably a few other players that have been out there as well, but I, I think it's misdirected anger, if anything, because I, I don't think EB was the deciding factor in that.
1: Speaking of EB going to Washington, do you like this for Eric Bieniemy, and is it Matt Nagy for sure? Is there anyone else that very well could somehow come out of the blue and be the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs?
2: I mean, we'll probably hear a name or two because under the Rooney rule, the Chiefs have to interview an external minority candidate. So uh, there will be at least uh, some performative interviews. But, yeah, I mean, Nagy was brought here with the express idea that if they lost, you know, Eric bien after this year, that he was the natural successor. And since there has not been any other opportunities, you know, there you know, hasn't been a head coaching offer or anything else that's popped up for Nagy, it's, that's still the, the natural transition there. So I expect that to happen. Uh, for EB, I don't know. I'm really torn on this because he, he shouldn't have to do this. I mean, he he's, has a resume for a head coach in the NFL. And the fact that he feels like he needs to do this, or he's being, you know, encouraged to do this by anybody, it kind of stinks because other you know, guys haven't had to, had to had to do this. And I mean, he is going to get a lot of control. He's going to get a lot of money. I mean, he's going to be taken care of in Washington. Um, Rivera should absolutely be the great place to be because he he certainly seems like a kind of coach that uh, is going to let his offensive coordinator cook. Um, you know, he's got a lot of Andy Reid in him, and Andy Reid does that with his defensive coordinators. He doesn't interfere with them. So I think from that standpoint, it's going to be a really good spot for Eric. But the other, other part of it is that, you know, if he wants to be a head coach, he's got to succeed there, and he's got to have some success. And it's going to be hard without a quarterback yet and a lot of other pieces. They've got some. There is talent there in Washington. There's no doubt about it. But the number one thing, you got to get right to the quarterback. And I, that's going to be hard, I think, right out of the box for, for EB to succeed without having a star quarterback, unless he's just able to, you know, build a system around a guy with some unique talents, Is that Sam Howell? I don't know. Is it somebody else? Maybe. But if he is able to build an offense around that guy and win some games, I mean, it'll work out well for him. I just think it's going to be a challenge.
1: Going to ask one question that I had last week on a Final Four Friday with Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. Who retires first?
2: Ooh, that is a question I have not had posed yet. And that is a really, really good one. And <laughs> a part of me wants to cop out and say they might just go off into sunset together.
1: That's what someone suggested,
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean I mean I could, I could certainly see it if I'm if I'm Travis, I don't know if I want to play for anybody else and, and if I'm Andy, I don't know if I want to keep coaching if Travis isn't a tight end. I mean I I think man, I think Andy will last longer. Okay. But man, like I really I really think that they might just be right out together. But, you know, I, it's hard to tell. I mean, you know, Travis, the, the way he's going without injury, he can play at least 40. He can play seven more years. <laughs> I don't know if Andy's going to coach seven more years. But I also don't know that Travis has, is going to go seven more years either. I think five and four might be a, a better option for both those guys. And I'll say I'll say Andy goes to five.
1: Okay. And he goes to five. Okay, I like it. That's exactly kind of what I said, too. But it's definitely an intriguing one because at some point you got to talk about it because what else does Andy Reid really need to accomplish, I guess? I mean, he could add another Super Bowl championship, I suppose. The guy has Patrick Mahomes, so he's really not any in any rush. Why would he be? He's got the game's greatest quarterback. And then, like, for Travis, it's like, well – you know at some point I know there's no regression but surely and I don't know Matt do, do you know the percentage of of snaps that Travis Kelsey played this year I would imagine I think I, Jack and I I think I said it as like an over under of like 90% or something like that maybe I, 85 and I'm just I thinking myself say it was right
2: at 90 but let me pull it up and see
1: Ah, see, Matt Derrick has it. See, because my thinking is, at some point, like next year, it has to almost drop to 85 almost, right? Or maybe not, but you have to start yeah. thinking about that, don't you? where you got to yeah. worry about the, the wear and tear on the tires, if you will.
2: Oh, that's absolutely been the concern. And, and that's something that, I mean, that was playing in their plans when they drafted Noah Gray Was it. He's supposed to be the guy that can give some Travis and plays off. And, and it hasn't quite happened yet. He's he's had some ninety five percent seasons. Um, where did he come out? Oh, I got the wrong page there. Um, <laughs> but
1: Derek on the fly. Here, exactly. let me just tell you about this movie, Cocaine Bear. and We could just fill time <laughs> that way. No, I'm just kidding. Not going to do it that way. <laughs> or I could tell Matt Derek, a Ben Mizzou, Mizzou guy. Uh, there's uh, my 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 people at Home Field Apparel. They got KU, uh, they announced the KU stuff yesterday. They announced Mizzou today, so if you're looking for a little, you know, something, something, like a new sweatshirt or something, there you go. You but go, go to Home to Field, Field Apparel was, and check he, that out.
2: He was down to 80% this year. 80? Yeah. I did not think it was that low. I, 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 my I my God! But, um, you know, 2018 was his peak at 95, and so he, he's – Kind of slowly, steadily gone down from there from there, and, and it was definitely mm-hmm. a little more load management there this year. Yeah, uh, for sure. probably the, probably about where, yeah, and, he, and he's going down about two to four percent every single year. So, okay, well there yeah, you go. You can probably see in that seventy-five or seventy percent next year, and that that's yeah. a little more work for somebody else. But you know what? That's how you're going to keep Travis Kelsey healthy. That's how yep. you're going to keep him going. That's exactly it.
1: All right, Matt. Well, thank you so much for your time, as always, man. You have yourself a great week. You too, Pat. Take care, everybody. Matt Derrick of ChiefsDigest.com. More of the Pulse next here on ESPN Wichita.
0: You're tuned into The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. She became overweight, stinky, several vertebrae fused together.
2: Sophie was going to be euthanized. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I remember Sophie starting the Dynavite. She has loved it. She is no longer stinky. She is full of life. Dinovite is nutrition.
0: Get them on Dynavite right away while they're healthy. You won't
3: believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite
0: from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com.
2: We all know the saying, happy wife, happy life, and good night's sleep will definitely keep the wife happy. That's why you should try Derby Mattress. Their heavy-duty mattress made by Sutherland holds up to 1,100 pounds from a company that's been around for well over 100 years. Also, there's a latex mattress that you can buy now and not have to replace for decades. thing I love about Derby Mattress, their everyday prices beat the sale prices of big box stores. That's Derby Mattress, 105 South Baltimore in Derby or online at derbymattress.com.
0: Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a stuntman to do their home renovations. Just finished a new sunroom, Mrs. C. The best part is I used candy glass for all the windows. So you can do this. And this. Doesn't hurt a bit either. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. And if you don't want to take the long way to the kitchen, the walls are breakaway too. See? Are you wasting money on a timeshare you rarely use? Cancel it with Titan Exit Group. Get a free consultation and see how they can stop the never-ending maintenance fees and mortgage payments. In fact, if your timeshare contract is not terminated, you own nothing, so you have nothing to lose. But those monthly fees get legally released from your timeshare, 100% guaranteed. Call now for your free consultation at 800-200-0894. 800-200-0894.
3: Here in Manhattan, every man is a Wildcat. Into the corner
0: for three. Yes, sir! Yes, sir!
3: Join us for the start of a new era. Our next head basketball coach at Kansas State University, Jerome Tang. Be a part
0: of the Wildcat journey all season long on your home for Kansas State basketball. Tuesday, Kansas State faces Baylor. Here's a tip-off at six on the home of the Wildcats, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM.
1: Yo, VIP. Yo, VIP. <laughs> Let's kick it. This song was rapped by my DJ at our wedding, and it was legendary. Shout out, Jerry. I know you're not listening. But if you are, hey, glad to have you here on the show. It's The Pulse on ESPN, Wichita on 92.3 FM. Coming up in hour number two, uh, Tuesday with Taylor Eldridge, brought to you by You build it. That's coming up in, wow, it's coming up in eight minutes already. Jeez, we went long with Matt Derrick. After that, happy Tag Day. We'll talk about that. I really want to talk about this news coming out of college basketball involving Alabama. Holy smokes. Maybe we'll get to that later on the show. I don't know. Because right now I want to sneak in a, a little news about the Kansas City Royals. Apparently, if you put on a Royals uniform, Jack, something happens to your oblique. Or one of your obliques. Do we have multiple obliques in our body? Sure, we do. We have two. We have multiple obliques. We have two of them, right? I'm no scientist. I'm no no scientist. Outfielder Drew Waters has a left oblique strain. He'll be out for six weeks, according to Matt Quatraro. Waters was competing for a center field job this spring. Kyle Isbell will get every opportunity to grab that spot. More innings and at bats will go to Nate Eaton, Edward Olivares, Samad Taylor, etc. Hey, Kyle Isbell, he's going to get a shot, Jack. Do we actually believe that? You think he's actually going to get his shot finally? Finally, going to get a shot?
3: I, I think so. I, I I wanted to say it was, even though he was in my projection, Drew Waters be the, the opening day center fielder. I think Kyle Isbell was always going to get that first crack because hell, yeah. two years ago, they believed in him to be the opening yep. day uh, right fielder, at least. So I do think that Kyle Isbell, you know, I'm still pretty high on Kyle Isbell. He's a great defender. He hits the ball hard. It's just a matter of getting all the, the chances to go out there and actually compete for the center field spot. But I think he can thrive there. It's all a matter of can you produce there? And I think that's the biggest question with Kyle Isbell.
1: Yep, for sure, for sure. But yeah, if you put on a Royals uniform, just say goodbye to one of your obliques. I guess. Weird, weird how that works. All right, hour number two. We'll kick things off with Taylor Eldridge of the Wichita Eagle, brought to you by You Build It. Shockers taking on Memphis in a couple of days. After that, happy Tag Day. What does Kansas City do with Orlando Brown Jr.? We'll also take a look at the other options in the NFL. And maybe we can sneak in a little college basketball news. Not-so-great news coming up during Take-Two Tuesday. That's all we got for you in hour number two. Don't go anywhere. It's The Pulse on ESPN Wichita.
0: Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita. 92.3 2.3 92.3 2.3 FM KKGQ Newton